0: My name is Leida Farsakh. I'm the chair of the political science department uh, and the professor of political science at the University of Massachusetts Boston. I would like to begin by thanking the Arab Center at NDC and the Institute of Palestine Studies for organizing this important discussion and inviting me to moderate it. We have with us this morning, a very distinguished group of academics and practitioners who have joined us to assess the implications of the 2021 Palestinian elections. As you all know, Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas announced on Friday, April 30th, that the Palestinian election will be postponed indefinitely. With that in mind, the panelists will discuss the dynamics behind this announcement and the impact of the election postponements on Palestinian politics and national aspiration, including Palestinian rights, national reconciliation, and the prospects of a negotiated peace settlement and a Palestinian state. The discussion will also review the dynamics of the current intra-Palestinian political divisions and paralysis, the for future elections, and Palestinian public reaction to the delay announcement, as well as the roles, perspective, and expectations of the international community, especially the Biden administration and the European. Union. We will begin with short remarks from each of our panelists followed by a Q&A with the audience. You do not need to wait until the Q&A portion to submit your questions. You can use the Q&A feature in Zoom to submit questions to the panel at any time, or you can email your questions to events at I will now briefly introduce today's panelists in their speaking order. First, we have with us Adnan Abu Amer, who is the head of the political science department at the University of Al-Ummah in Gaza. We will discuss how people and leadership in Gaza view the elections and their postponements, as well as the impact of their postponements is having on Palestinian national reconciliation and their prospect for establishing an inclusive Palestinian leadership. After that, we'll have Tahrir Araj, who is the executive director of Murta'ah, the Palestinian initiative for the promotion of the global dialogue and democracy. She will focus on the impact of the election and their postponement for the Palestinians in Gaza and East Jerusalem, and how it will impact the legitimacy of the Palestinian Authority, as well as provide us an assessment of the importance of holding elections in any attempt to respect democracy and human rights. Unfortunately, Ms. Tahrir could not be with us, uh, but uh, she sent her presentation and we will be reading it. After that, we're gonna have Aya Omran Randal, who is assistant professor at the Doha Institute of Graduate Studies. remarks will cover the international law, what international law has to say with regard to the Palestinian elections, Palestinian rights, and the Palestinian cause more generally. And last but not least, we're gonna have Salim Barahme, who is the executive director of the Palestine Institute for Public Diplomacy. He will will give us an overview of the US and international point of view on these elections, their uh, reaction to the potential results and postponements, as well as what the role the Biden administration can play in the current crisis and in pressuring the Brazilian authority. Welcome to all of you, and thank you for being with us today. I now to turn to Mr. Adnan to give us his comments. The floor
1: is yours. Thank تنظيم الندوه السياسيه المهمه في التوقيت المهم وشكرا للزميل المقداد على هذا الجهد الذي سيبدو معنا في الدقائق القادمة
2: Uh, First of all, I would like to thank you uh, so very much uh, for having me, and uh, I uh, apologize about uh, the language uh, uh, issue and translation issue, but we uh, wanted to be uh, more uh, accurate. And uh, thank you for the uh, Arab Center, uh, Washington, D.C., and thank you for all of uh, my uh, panelists, colleagues, and uh, thank you for the translator. (tutters)
1: تطورات Mutalahi شهدت Shahal Pristini, عموماً وقطاع worked خصوصاً the قرار عباس By the في he has the كبير him to show Kabir, the of بالقرار. The Palestinian landscape
2: is witnessing fast paced developments following uh, President Mahmoud Abbas's decision to postpone legislative elections, uh, which uh, prompted uh, angry Palestinian uh, reactions uh, as uh, they considered uh, this uh, decision a power grab, uh, a constitutional crime, and uh, a monopoly of the uh, election uh, and decision-making.
1: في غزة بالذات رغم الإشارات واضحة عن حالة الحراك الانتخابي والجيل والإعلان القوى الانتخابية لكن أهل غزة والقوى السياسية فيها كانت تشعر بوجود إشارات واضحة من قبل الفريق السياسي المحيط بالرئيس أن هناك قرار تأجيل وشيك الانتخابات في ضوء معطيات داخلية تؤكد أن هناك هزيمه محققة ستمنى بها قائمة حرف فتح التي يقودها بسبب حالة تشضي التي تعيشها حركة بين ثلاث قوان الانتخابية
2: Uh, especially in uh, Gaza and uh, weeks ago, there have been uh, clear indications by the uh, political team uh, surrounding uh, uh, President Abbas making references to to the pending decision of postponement, uh, given a wide range of uh, internal uh, parameters that all indicated uh, an assured electoral upset uh, uh, for uh, the PLO list, uh, led by Abbas because of uh, its uh, state of uh, disarray, its uh, facing and its uh, division
1: uh, into uh, three lists. Now, Hamas, in the same a movement to that it will the لكنها كانت تعول كثيراً على نجاح في الضفة الغربية بسبب فساد السلطة والأوضاع وحالة التي فتح في ظل وحالة التي تسود الحركة من uh, especially Hamas in, in, in Gaza and uh, the West Bank were counting. Uh,
2: uh, Deeply and strongly on on these uh, elections, uh, especially as uh, its popularity was uh, decreasing
1: uh, uh, lately because of uh, the, uh, different uh, variant uh, reasons. <laughs> نقابيين تقنيين تكنوقراط الاقل اجتياز هذه ليس كبيرا لتشكيل also has been exerting
2: very intensive uh, efforts uh, to uh, register uh, its, uh, its candidates uh, from uh, uh, trade unionists, from technocrats, and it's really uh, exerting a lot of uh, issues uh, trying to win uh, uh, this uh, time. Maybe it's not going to be an overwhelming uh, uh, win, uh, but it at least will have uh, some gains. في
1: الوقت ذاته حماس في غزة بالذات أفسحت المجال لمشارك كلافة من قبل تيار محمد دحلان خصم الرئيس عباس اللدود بإعادة عشرات من كوادره الذي يقيم في مصر والإمارات إلى غزة لتشكيل قائمه انتخابية قوية قد تشكل يعني خصما قويا لقائمه الرئيس عباس وبذلك حماس كانت تريد أن تجري نوع من التحالف المسبق مع قائمه دحلان فيما لو حصلت انتخابات تشريعية
2: Also Hamas was trying to uh, coalesce with uh, uh, Mohammed Dahlan's uh, list and uh, it was uh, uh, trying to form a strong opponent uh, to to Abbas's uh, PLO's list. And it's trying uh, hard to to strategize uh, over those uh, divisions by the PLO list uh, because of uh, also again, it's a state of of disarray and, and division.
1: سبق ذلك استقطت توضيح هي قوائم حركة فتح وليس بيئة
2: الأخر
1: وليس التحرير في غزة لاحظوا عن كثب حجم الزيارات الإقليمية والدولية إلى الله ولقاء أمنيين عرب مع الرئيس فحص سياق الانتخابات تأجيلها فتح من الداخل حتى لا تعود 2006 حماس من جديد.
2: Also in in Gaza uh, people have noticed uh, that so uh, many uh, visits by delegates from uh, Arab and uh, and foreign countries. Uh, from uh, security uh, and and politicians and diplomats uh, trying to postpone or or, or trying to uh, maybe uh, also cancel these uh, elections for uh, for good, and people are not uh, very uh, satisfied uh, with those
1: developments. <laughs> من خلال ضغوط إسرائيلية المورس على ابو مازن لتاجيل الانتخابات تمثل ذلك في زياره رئيس الجهاز الامن العام الاسرائيلي للرئيس وطار ذلك تمثل ذلك في الجيش الاسرائيلي اعتقالات متلاحق على مدار السعلي كوادر حماس ومرشحيها مما دفع حماس في غزة في لحظه ما الى ان تجعل المرشحين في القائم الانتخابيه في غزه اكثر عددا من الضفه الغربيه تفاديا لاعتقالات كبيره قد تشنها اسرائيل على مرشحيها وابير الفازين اذا ما حصلت
2: In addition to that, there is also the the pressure from uh, Israel, from uh, Israeli uh, army and and, uh, all the arrests uh, that uh, has has been uh, launched in uh, the West Bank. And and that's why Hamas has uh, more of the candidacy in in, in Gaza uh, rather than... uh, the West Bank, uh, because of, of these uh, Israeli operations and, and the pressure that,
1: uh, that Israel is putting on, on the uh, election uh, as a whole. لكن في ذاته أيضاً عاشت غزة في الأيام الأخيرة قبل إعلان تأجيل الانتخابات حالاً من الحراك الاستنفار، التآهب لامكانيه صدور قرار بتأجيل الانتخابات ولذلك شهدنا مسيرات، احتجاجات، بيانات صادرة كلها تؤكد على عدم مشروعية أي قرار يصدر بتأجيل
0: الانتخابات
2: and uh, in spite of all this uh, uh, preparation the campaigns and and people have uh, enjoyed uh, uh, some uh, democratic uh, uh, environments uh, to uh, to to work for uh, the ele- election campaigns uh, but at the same time there have been uh, uh, protest and uh, activism uh, protesting this uh, decision and uh, trying to avoid it uh, in, in a uh, popular uh, uh, Voice.
1: اليوم وقد أجلت انتخابات فلسطينيين عموما وفي غزة فصوصا عندهم قناعة تقترب من اليقين أن موضوع القدس ليس إلا زرية غير عن الفلسطينيين لتأجيل انتخابات هذا كلام عبثي وغير مقنع مع أنه ال على تواصلت مع زملاء في انتخابات مركزية أبلغوني أنه مقتطعات عديدة قدمت لموضوع القدس في التصويت الإلكتروني هو فعليا. Safarat or في القدس Mojuda, Amelia, ممكن can Muspak, in and and this a, a range, uh, of protest because this, uh,
2: postponement uh, pretext that was given is not acceptable and it's not even uh, convincing uh, because there are many uh, proposals of using maybe Western uh, uh, embassies and and United Nations facilities as polling centers and uh, it appears that president Abbas was uh, was was uh, premeditated uh, because he saw uh, the fractions uh, at, the, at his uh, fatah uh, uh, lists and uh, he was uh, maybe uh, 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 sure that he was uh, going to be uh,
1: upset uh, in a big way. اليوم, لا فيكم كان عندنا في غزة على الأقل يعني رغبة, رغبة جامية بي وما حق الدستور عندنا الآن آخر انتخابات حصلت في 2006 يعني 15 عام جيل كامل لم يحصل حق الدستور الانتخابي ولذلك الرئيس يعني بجرة قلم انفرادية حرمنا هذا الحق كأجيال فلسطينية موجودة في الأرض الفلسطينية وغزة خصوصا ولذلك هذا القرار بالتأكيد يفسح مجال لوجود نقاشات على مدار الساعة في الأراضي الفلسطينية خاصة في غزة لمحاوله هذا القرار وايجاد تخرج
2: uh today there is a, a big disappointment because we actually uh, the palestinians in general and uh, especially in gaza had always have a, a strong desire uh to, to 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 have these elections because the latest in 2006 was uh the, the latest that uh, a whole generation has uh, missed so far uh so the president has uh, prevented us from from this right uh and and that will lead us to uh, open up uh uh, uh, discussions and talks around the clock and to uh, uh, try to find and reach a new uh, uh, formula that we can uh, oppose uh, this decision and, and go on uh, to to
1: do and conduct uh, elections. elections. في حين قام فتح الأخرى برغوثي وقدوة وبحلان مشاركه في هذه النقاشات الفلسطينية الداخلية لمناقشة مجموعة من الخيارات قد تبدو متطرفة قد تبدو صعبة لكنها قائمة رفع الغطاء الشعب عن الرئيس أبو مازن الدعوة لاجتماع أمان عامين في بيروت كما حصل قبل أشهر تشكيل مجلس تأسيسي في قطاع غزة um uh, Rafael of Mazda and owner. What can the now uh, a week after the uh, that
2: decision was made, uh, in Gaza there's a, a, an active uh, way of uh, of running uh, workshops uh, by, by, all, uh, by all parties, uh, except for Fatah uh, list, of course. And uh, there are lists of uh, Al-Barguthi and, and Dahlan, and everyone is trying to discuss these uh, uh, options. Some uh, of them could be difficult and might uh, even uh, be considered uh, a- extreme. Uh, our goal here is, is to uh, uncover this uh, popular uh, mask uh, that Abbas is is trying to enjoy, and and we would also want to uh, organize and form our organizations to uh, work harder uh, in uh, strategic ways to uh, to achieve uh, our rights, uh, electoral uh, rights.
1: أخيراً نحن في غزة على الأقل ما زلنا في طور النقاشات كقوى سياسية نقابات مهنية مثقفين أكاديميين في حاله نقاش جدي حول وضع حد لهذه السياسة الانفراديه من قبل او مازن وعدم انتراضي بهذه السياسة الداخلية لأن ذلك بالتأكيد شكل هزة أرضية كبيرة في الساحة الفلسطينية تجيل الانتخابات وستكون له تداعيات في قادم الأيام لا أحد يعلم معالاته
2: And uh, finally, uh, the Palestinians in general, and especially here in in Gaza, we are uh, uh, running a a wide range of uh, discussions, uh, from trade unions, from uh, intellectuals, uh, and uh, every uh, party involved in a serious uh, discussion. We are uh, trying to uh, stop uh, President Abbas, uh one-handed uh, uh, policy-making and uh, decision-making uh, by uh, stopping uh, or postponing uh, the, the uh, elections. Uh, it is a serious, uh, 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 decision that uh, could have very serious uh, consequences as well, so we will have to work uh, against it.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for this very insightful uh, overview of what's happening in Gaza. I'm sure many of us were not aware or are not aware of what's going on and to hear that there are all these attempts to try and hold Abbas accountable or oppose his unilateral action. We are now gonna move on here from Tahrir araj Um, So I believe we're gonna read her statement since she cannot make it. As I said, she's the executive director of Mustah in the West Bank. Uh,
3: The title of uh, Tahrir al-Araj remarks um, the implications of the elections for the Palestinian national aspirations. Last December, President Mahmoud Abbas gave Palestinians a glimmer of hope by issuing a decree calling for general elections following a string of presidential decrees and laws over the years since the political division in 2007. The elections decree came on the heels of an agreement between Palestinian political parties and factions aimed at resolving outstanding issues and ultimately ending this division through the ballot box. However, this glimmer of hope soon diminished When just before election campaigning um, were about to start, President Abbas issued yet another decree postponing the elections, thereby undermining the reawakened desire of the people to exercise their democratic rights and choose their representatives. What do the elections mean to the Palestinians in the West Bank and Jerusalem? For Palestinians in the West Bank, the elections mean an end to the vicious legal state in which Palestinians live, both at the individual and collective levels. This is an opportunity to achieve um, a few points, and I will um, read um, eight of them. One, create a solid political system based on an institutional-based rather than an individual-based structure. Two, create representatives of the Palestinian people that are capable of legislating laws and ensuring the rule of it, and revising and redirecting budgets to tackle the needs of the different sectors, especially in the less advantaged areas. And three, end the state of exclusivity in governance and the blurred lines between the three branches of power, legislative, executive, and judicial, and return to the separation of these three powers, so there is no overlapping in duties or authorities. At present, it seems as though the president is in full control of these three powers, especially after the laws by decree and the subsequent appointments in the judiciary. This will effectively end the concept of law by decree that took the place of legislation, becoming the norm rather than an emergency measure. Four, the Palestinian Legislative Council elections for those living in the West Bank is an opportunity to stem the encroachment of clearly policy-aligned capital, establishing solid groundwork to jumpstart this change towards a fairer distribution of resources. Five, if presidential elections are held, there will be a chance for us to at least have a legitimate president voted in by the people. Most likely, this will be a living ex-president. The Palestinians have not experienced anything like this before. The Palestinian National Council, the PNC, is the framework encompassing all Palestinians, both in Palestine and in the diaspora? And this is an opportunity to rebuild this council so it can play a role in breathing new life into the PLO, the sole and legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. Seven, as for Jerusalem, the election is an opportunity for Jerusalemites to interact with and be involved in Palestinian politics and under different circumstances than in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. This is due to the Israeli occupation on the ground in Jerusalem, which it considers the capital of Israel. The elections would have been a chance to restore the Palestinian political connection, even though the national connection and the common destiny of Palestinians have never disappeared. The elections or the attempt at holding them in occupied Jerusalem would have at least returned to the forefront to the concept of Jerusalem or East Jerusalem as the capital of the future Palestinian state in accordance with international law. This would have been imposed at least on Israel and would therefore have reminded the world of its responsibilities in this regard. The postponement of the elections in this fashion is a full submission to Israel's refusal to allow elections in Jerusalem in violation of the agreed upon signed agreements between the two parties concerning these issues. Eight, hopefully this postponement would have at least brought to the forefront the reality of Israel's occupation of Jerusalem and the urgent need to find a political solution to the conflict. It is proof that political actions must start from the bottom up. That is liberation from occupation first rather than the other way around. For Palestinian citizens concerned with with social affairs and laws, the elections would have been an opportunity to put laws back on office desks and not inside the drawers of government or the president's office. For example, a law by decree on cyber crimes was issued yet a law by decree on the right to access information was not. And this is a major step in combating corruption for press freedom and the freedom of opinion and expression. Other examples include the law by decree that should be issued for the Family Protection Law, which is extremely important given its provisions, ending impunity and reducing sentences and punishments, thus eliminating bias and offense against issues pertaining to the family. The lack of ratification of a Palestinian Penal Code should also be mentioned, especially that in the West Bank, the Jordanian Penal Code of 1960 is in effect. While in Gaza, The Egyptian Penal Code of 1936 is the one in effect. Both are outdated and do not express the specificities of developments in the Palestinian society. Same goes to to the personal status laws. Now I will move to speak about the legitimacy of the Palestinian Authority and the election process. Um, I'll be making three points with this regard. One, the Palestinian reality is this. The Palestinian legislative council's term is over. It was dissolved by a presidential decree under the guise of the constitutional court, which was appointed by the president. This council or court only convened a few times and without any impact until the division occurred in 2007. Mahmoud Abbas was elected as president in 2005 after the death of the late president Yasser Arafat. Till this day. He has been the head of the Palestinian political system, that is a total of 16 years, which are four presidential presidential terms, without re-election and renewing his legitimacy by the people who are the source of power. Two, simply the three branches of authority do not have legitimacy. The executive authority, according to the Palestinian basic law, shall respond to the legislative authority for all the necessary requests, whom can hold them accountable to any violation. However, The executive authority, both the government and the presidency, have clearly and blatantly infringed on legislative jurisdictions, while the presidency took on the duty of legislation. The government, meanwhile, assumed the task of passing budgets and distributing resources. As for the judicial authority, it is not in a better shape. The laws by decree issued by the president at the end of last year and the beginning of this year put the the judiciary in the hands of a few of President Abbas's close acquaintances. Under no circumstances should those who operate on the premise of the judiciary to guarantee impartiality ever be appointed by the president directly, whom they are accountable for according to the basic law. Number three, the legitimacy of the Palestinian uh, Liberation Organization, the PLO. The PLO is the undisputed sole and legitimate representative of the Palestinian people from a political aspect. However, the overall framework of the PLO, which stems from the PNC, the Palestinian National Council, cannot remain based on a quota system among the parties that comprise the PLO without consideration for the changes on the ground with the establishment of new forces or the semi-disappearance of old ones. It is unacceptable that the PLO has remained this long without the representation of over, of over 40% of Palestinians who do not believe in the representation of the PLO factions anymore. This is in addition to the results of the last election and opinion polls on these postponed elections that point to similar sentiment. What is required is the consensus of all Palestinians so the PLO can regain its true status as a clear and unequivocal representative of the Palestinian people everywhere. And the last section of of my remarks have to do with the impact of the elections on freedoms and human rights. And here I will um, I have four points. One, democratic election is a legitimate right and a constitutional entitlement and duty of all authorities that adopt a democratic system. This should carry out periodic elections on set dates with no postponements unless under extenuating circumstances. What is happening in Palestine is considered a violation of human rights in this regard. How can a system based on the basic law that clearly states the significance of holding elections be a system without the transfer of power through the ballot box, thus be transformed into a quasi kingdom where powers are in the hands of the president? Two, in previous years, specifically after the intra-Palestinian division, we have noticed certain indications pointing to the rise of a police state based mostly on its security forces. This is something we have strongly warned against, the lack of legitimacy and the overall lack of satisfaction to everything happening, ultimately allowing for a state of security chaos in one way or the other. This is because there are no avenues for democratic and controllable change. Consequently, allowing security forces to infringe even more on freedoms. This is evident from the repeated shootings, in addition to the lack of control over several areas in the West Bank, categorized as Area C, and that creates a dark picture that does not bode well for Palestinians if things remain the same. Three, we are experiencing a constant renewal of the state of emergency because of the coronavirus pandemic. However, we, have, um, we should be concerned about the extension and re-extension and announcement of the state of emergency for over a year without legal justification and in violation of the basic law. There were no tangible measures on the ground pertaining to the pandemic that would clearly show the benefits of keeping the state of emergency. Four, the topic that has most caught the attention of the public recently has been the COVID-19 vaccines. From the moment they arrived, the public has been preoccupied with how they were distributed, with those affiliated with the government brazenly receiving them first. This culminated in in the open declaration by the Minister of Health saying that vaccines were basically administered to officials. In a system that has the means and mechanisms for inspection, it should follow up and hold the wrongdoers accountable. This should, in in the best case scenario, lead to the resignation of the entire government and the punishment of everyone involved. On this premise, we must all push for elections to be held because the social contract is now one vertical direction imposed from the top of the hierarchy downwards without one legitimate or legal vaccine dose administered. And this is the end of Tahrir al-Araj remarks.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, this is very illuminating and comprehensive with regards to the, why the elections are important to happen both for the Palestinians uh, from a political point of view as much as from a human right point of view. So thank you very much. We move now to um, Aya um, randall um, Thank you,
4: thank you so much. Um, I mean, um, let's talk law now and uh, let's just tackle things from a different angle. Um, uh, we're just going to retrieve uh, the the, the experience of the past, the previous elections, and learn some lessons from these elections and see how uh, the the, um, legal infrastructure is not supporting really a real democratic process. So I'm going to actually tackle the topic of the Palestinian elections, the peaceful transition of power and international law. Palestine had to go through a long political and diplomatic journey to be recognized in in the international arena as a full sovereign state. In this regard, Palestine submitted its application of full UN Im- membership on the 23rd of September 2011. However, this application was rejected by the permanent members of the Security Council. A year later, the BA submitted its application to gain the status of the observer non member states uh, of uh, the UN. This application was accepted the, uh, on the 29th of November 2012. Accordingly, and based on the observer non-member status, Palestine managed to accede to international treaties and conventions starting from April 2014. In this regard, it managed to accede and ratify 98 treaties by November 2020. Acceding to uh, these human rights treaties supposedly leads to the promotion of human rights environment in the Palestinian territories, including the right of political participation stated in Uh, the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights of 1966. Uh, These new variables may urge us to ask the question, what did the BA do in preparation for the coming elections? What did the BA do to make this election different from the previous one? Especially in the light of the fact that the BA is bearing the responsibility of executing international, its international obligations with utmost good faith by harmonizing its legal, political, and political systems with international standards. Examining the status quo shows that the seeds of conflict are still there. So how can we expect that this election will be any different from the previous one? Uh, How could we uh, assume that this election will resolve the previous conflicts when the same reasons of disagreements are still the same? The problem appears clearly in the domain of the transition of power. The main areas of conflict that may indeed peaceful transition of power can be viewed from different perspectives. I will actually give examples of these problematic issues. The first problematic issue is the nature of the Palestinian political system. The political system can be divided, as we all know, into two main systems, the presidential political system where the president of the state is the head of the executive authority. The president also helps in the process of forming government and the president is elected by people directly. The parliamentary system, where the president is elected by the parliament and the president's authorities are just merely symbolic, the prime minister is is representing the parliamentary uh, or the uh, major parliamentary bloc, and the newly formed government also needs the parliamentary vote of confidence. The hybrid systems can contain the attributes of both systems. The Palestinian system can be classified as a hybrid system. That is, the president is elected directly by people. Moreover, it's parliamentary in terms of the fact that the government uh, needs the parliamentary votes of confidence. This was stated clearly in Article 5 of the Palestinian Basic Law. However, when Hamas entered the political process and won the elections of 2006, the Palestinian political scene became much more complicated. This new variable raised the questions concerning the Palestinian political system, its infrastructure and the relationship between its authorities and components. It was obvious that the hybrid unbalanced political system that was introduced after 2003 is the main factor to widen the gap between the political parties. Um, So that is the uh, uh, unbalanced hybrid. Uh, political system can be diagnosed as, the important, uh, as an important factor for the failure of the peace transition of power in the previous election. The vagueness of the basic law provisions contributed to the com- uh, complicating the political scene. Examples, according to Article 45 of the basic law, the president of the PA has the full authorities of selecting the prime minister. Article 46 stated that the role of the prime minister is complementary to the uh, president's role. However, Article 63 stated that the cabinet is the major executive authority that is entitled the authority of drafting government's program. Uh, This program must be approved only by the legislative authority without referring back to the president. Uh, The basic law did not include any provisions concerning the procedures that must be taken into account when selecting a specific candidate to form a government, whether this candidate must belong to the biggest parliamentary bloc or not. The basic law did not also include provisions concerning the relationship between the president and the prime minister in some crucial matters pertaining consultation with the president to select the members of the government or the approval of the president to the ministerial a statement before its referral to the parliament. We do have another problematic issue here that may complicate the political scene, which is the relationship between the Palestinian Authority and the Palestinian liberation movement. This um, uh, relationship went through so many phases between 1994 and 19- 2006, and after the signature of the Oslo Accord between the BLO and the Israeli govern- government, it was agreed that the transitional Palestinian Authority must be formed, which is entitled the function of self-governance. Accordingly, the Palestinian Central Council took the decision of establishing the Palestinian Authority on the 12th of October, 1993. Before the establishment establishment of the VA, some leaders of the BLO expressed their concerns regarding their exclusion from the political process. Um, Therefore, in order to contain these concerns, it was decided that the members of the BLO were the members of the BA and the heads of the, of the head of the BA were made the head of the BLO. This period between 1994 and 2006 did not witness any serious discussions concerning the relationship between the two bodies, the BLO and the BA. This was due to the fact that the, the BA was supposedly a transitional body established for five years. Afterwards, the process of Palestinian state building will take place. Moreover, the Palestinian opposition was outside the political scene. Accordingly, there was no real necess- necessity to embark on such a discussion. With the issuance of the basic law, the Palestinian basic law in 2003, the manifestation of conflict between the BLO and the BA started to be more visible since this basic law was uh, designed to be the basic law of the BA only. Since that time, there has been conflict between the institutions of the BA and the institutions of the BLO. Uh, The relationship between the BLO and the BA after 2006 even became much more complicated because the ambiguous relationship between these bodies contributed to complicate the conflict between the political powers and impeded the process of peaceful transition of power, especially after the Palestinian opposition came to the political scene. After winning the elections and forming a government, Hamas attempted to use its success to penetrate the BLO since it was the political party that was administering the DA. The conflict between Fatah and Hamas was intense. In this conflict, Fatah was trying to empower the BLO again and revive its roles and institutions through withdrawing some authorities from the BA and referring them back to the BLO. For instance, the negotiation file was taken from the BA and given to the BLO again. The Presidential degree number, Decree Number 6 of uh, um, 19, 2011 states that, that the Palestinian news agency Wafa is one of the institutions of the BLO. Moreover, Fateh claimed that the Palestinian embassies were representing the BLO, not the PA. So these are very dialectic relationships. This dialectic relationship between the BA and the BLO is complicating the Palestinian political scene. And this is not resolved yet. And these issues has to be resolved before any elections. Um, We do have problems actually concerning the executive powers as well. I'm going to tackle the problems of the uh, security uh, sector and um, uh, the problems of civil service as well. Uh, The problems of peaceful transition of power in the security sector, there were uh, contradictory provisions in the Basic Law concerning the Palestinian security sector. These provisions can constitute a point of disagreement and impede the peaceful transition of power. According to Article 39 of the Basic Law, the president of the VA is the head of the army forces and the one who is fully charged to administer the security sector. On the other hand, Article uh, 69 uh, paragraph 7 states that the prime minister is entitled the authority of maintaining peace and security this requires him to obtain wide authorities to run the security sector the conflict over the, acquiring the authorities to administer security sector started between the president and the prime minister in 2003 after introducing the position of prime minister in the Palestinian political system. However, these conflicts were deepened after Hamas won the elections and formed its first government. This urged Hamas you know, as a reaction to, form, to formulate or to form the executive forces or, as a substitute for the security forces that Hamas has no authority over, especially after decreasing the authorities of the Ministry of Interior concerning the security sector. The role of the Ministry of Interior was a civil, purely a civil uh, role. So, you know, these complicating of these uh, uh, vague um, provisions of the basic law can cause another problem in different future elections as well. Civil service sector as well can be problematic. Uh, civil service law uh, number four of 1998 managed to uh, regulate civil service sector. It clarified the procedures of occupying civil service positions in a transparent way and methods of appointing highly ranked employees. However, these provisions can be abused during the transitional periods because the basic law does not contain strict identification for uh, the uh, outgoing legislative council and its authorities during the transitional periods. Additionally, the basic law does not identify the authorities of the government during the transitional periods. In other words, basic law did not give enough attention to the transitional periods. This can make civil service sector another battlefield in the process of the transition of power. I'll give you an example. The 19th government, for example, during the transitional period managed to appoint the head of civil servant uh, civil service, Peru, who was affiliated to Fatih, and uh, uh, make him uh, uh, following the president directly and ignored all of its previous reform efforts, which aimed aimed at connecting this bureau with the cabinet instead of the presidency. These examples have negatively affected the Palestinian cause and weakened it, it drastically for so many years to come. Uh, um the opponents of the palestinian cause could claim easily that palestinians are not ready for self governance and the establishment of uh, establishment of a full sovereign palestinian state is too far away dream it also had negative implications on the ordinary palestinians palestinians themselves some of them start to lose their beliefs and the justice of their uh, national cause mahmoud uh, mahmoud darwish expressed that in his uh, famous poem when he actually said that In conclusion, the real democratic process that the Palestinians are looking for is a process that contains all segments of the Palestinian political of um, uh, Palestinian political segments, a real democratic process, which absorbs uh, the fact that there are new political players uh, coming to the scene, uh, which requires new actions, new series of actions to accommodate these variables. This comes only through adopting a legal framework that fills the current gaps that negatively affect democratic process or any future democratic process. From a legal perspective, I can say that postponing elections can be or is very disappointing however conducting the elections without embarking on the process of legal reform especially basic law can lead to more disastrous consequences that undermines the Palestinian cause we need to push for elections but we need simultaneously to push for legal reform for all the legal frameworks that regulate these elections
0: thank you thank you very much Aya for this legal review uh, we'll move now to Salem who's gonna look into give us an overview of the international and regional implications and um, factors. Thank you. The floor is yours, Salim.
5: Thanks, Leila, and thanks, everyone. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, and I, for full disclosure, I also want to say that I, I, I wear another hat. I'm a member of a group called which is a, a young group that's come together made up of young Palestinians that tr- that's trying to work towards transforming the Palestinian political system to, come, to become more democratic and representative. So I, I come with those with those views as well. But let me start by answering the question, why were the elections called in the first place? And I think as, and as many remember, early in January, um, you know the PA, the, the president and his close circle were trying to court the Biden administration. Uh, you know If you want to look at the, the manner and, 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 and the way these elections were called, organized, structured, and conducted, it can be very telling that they were not done to address the fundamental needs of the Palestinian people, which is to have a political system, a new political system that can act as a vehicle for our national movement, especially when we're transitioning from two different paradigms, You know, the paradigm of Oslo um, into a paradigm of, of apartheid where we don't have a system that can carry us into it, allow the participation of 13 million Palestinians all over the world, uh, offer them representation, a voice to shape their future, a national vision, and to mobilize and engage Palestinians again in a political system. That's not what was done. And and, um, if if that was the primary concern, elections would have started with a reformed PNC, the Palestinian National Council of the PLO, not uh, the PLC. The PLC at the moment has jurisdiction over 40% of the West Bank. If that's what our national movement has been relegated to, that's an extremely sad day. The BNT has never been directly elected ever and has always been decided by a quota system, obviously as part of a national liberation movement, but things have changed. We're in 2021 now and there needs to be the ability to be able to directly elect your representative to a Palestinian parliament that represents the Palestinian people in which they can uh, you know, have the agency To to discuss and and talk about where we go from now, because at the moment we're lost. Uh, There isn't a clear vision and and a clear strategy. And then also the PLC election. The PLC elections, uh, I'm part of, by the way, full disclosure, I'm part of the generation that's never voted in a national election before. I'm 32, soon to be 32. And you know, after 15 years of repression uh, and, and no space for any type of political participation, growing authoritarianism, whether it's in, in, in the West Bank or Gaza, um, they, you know, there was an announcement of elections and they told the people, get ready in three months. And this is highly problematic also because there were changes and alterations to the election law, which I think you know, I will probably be better placed to discuss, but these had fundamental impact on how people could participate in these PLC elections. Uh, The average age in Palestine is 21, right? The average leadership positions within the PLO is 70. Yet there are 2.8 million potential voters in in the PLC elections. 1.2 million of them were almost completely disenfranchised because of the new election laws. You had to be younger than 28 to become a candidate and run on a list. You had to, uh, if you worked for specific sectors, uh, you had to resign uh, before, not b- when you win, you, you had to resign before you even participated. And then you also had to pay $20,000 to register an electoral list. I mean, who has $20,000 in this economy? Um, so those are some of, some of the structural uh, challenges that were placed on people in terms of participation. Then there was the complete shifting of the electoral system. In 2006, we voted in local constituencies, the governance. There were allocated seating, then there was also mixed with national proportional representation. That was changed entirely in favor of national proportional representation, which meant if you weren't an established party with a a base across Palestine, which where you could compete in the big cities, there was no chance for you to challenge the the powers that already held the monopoly in the West Bank and Gaza. And that's also a fundamental issue. So when you look at the, uh, a population that's the majority under 30, I was extremely, you know, I was extremely skeptical when the uh, announcement happened for elections, because I saw this as a, as a way to legitimize the same faces, the same system, to please the Biden administration and the Europeans, who could potentially negotiate on behalf of Palestinians and sign a peace deal. I mean, truthfully, that that was it. But I saw people all around me from my generation extremely excited, excited by the chance to finally be able to vote for your representative and choose and elect who can speak on our behalf. But we saw that uh, the trajectory from the announcement to when the lists were uh, supposed to be submitted at the end of March was a complete removal and withdrawal from the political arena for young people. And we had a lot of conversations with different groups, and they said to us, "Well, why why should we participate? The outcome is already known. Uh, they're likely going to postpone the election anyway. We heard that quite a bit. And uh, the, the structural uh, the structural challenges they imposed on us have been immense. So that's that's a, a big issue we need to ask ourselves. I think the Americans and the Europeans were very much worried about the the outcome of the election. Who's going to win, Hamas or Fatah, and what's that proportion going to be reflected in the PLC. But actually the anti-democratic measures that forced a very specific outcome have been going on for the last 15 years and have been put into place when the elections were announced on the PLC to really eliminate any form of opposition or new thinking. And that's fundamentally the problem, right? These were never democratic elections. Similarly, the way they were called was in a very undemocratic, untransparent way. And similarly, the way they were called off and postponed was done without much explanation other than Jerusalem. Ha. To me, it boggles my mind how after seeing young people defy occupation and apartheid in Jerusalem and challenge everything they were doing around the old city, not to have that spirit reflected in the decision to confront the occupation and hold elections in Jerusalem and be forced to be oppressed rather than fully withdraw. And that's, this is the problem. Um, it, so to, to, to say a bit about highlight, highlighting the problems, but I also want to highlight what young people are doing about them. Uh, this is a group that represents or is made up of Palestinians from all over the world. Uh, Palestinians from Gaza, Jerusalem, uh, the West Bank, uh, 48 refugee camps uh, and all over the world. And the idea is to hold our own virtual elections and we're still going through. We're announcing a uh, virtual parliamentary list, which is made up of nine women and nine men on, on Monday, uh, May 10th. And everybody in Palestine will have the chance to vote for the list that is running on a progressive uh, uh, program uh, that reflects issues not only just about, uh, you know, everyday necessities like healthcare, care, education, etc., but also tries to bridge that with a national movement, which I think has been missing for a very long time. And anybody can vote for those elections under the uh, 31st of May. And the idea here is for a lot of young people, and this is to me, one of the, the biggest problems, young, the young people are complete, completely withdrawn from political life. They've been depoliticized under Oslo, us, the Oslo generation. And so when we're doing this exercise, it's not so much to compete with the factions, we're competing with political apathy. And that's to me even scarier And the idea is to inspire young people to say, look, you can take matters into your own hands. You can organize, you can mobilize, and we can talk about the things that matter to us. And this can be the start. Uh, But but the real demand is that we need a political system that's democratic and that could give every Palestinian a voice, no matter where they are. And uh, yeah, and at the moment, the the virtual elections and the virtual parliamentary list, and I say this sadly, is the only democratic process in Palestine where people actually get to vote for something. Uh, and, and, and we're going through with it. Um, and and many, of, you know, many of the discussions internally were, were in the group were built around a scenario where it was very likely that the elections were going to be postponed. And we all know here it wasn't because of Jerusalem. Uh, it was because the powers that be did not were not confident that they could keep their monopoly on power if that happened. And we need to call that for what it is. Um, so yeah this is the context and can and and i want to also reflect on a point when when there was a post, you know when the postponement came when the announcement came there was high levels of security uh, all over the west bank i don't know if it was the same in gaza but probably they were anticipating people to come out and protest hundreds of you know 100 people came out here and there there weren't mass protests because people fundamentally do not believe in the system anymore this is what it's like to be fully frustrated and retreated, uh, and, and this is where our starting point, and we have a long way to go, a lo- sadly a long way to go, and we need to start being able to give answers, not just about the national movement, but also about ed- education, healthcare, jobs, to uh, strengthen people's resilience on, on the land. And uh, yeah, and and this is a very important message, I think, to to Europeans, uh, to regional actors, to to the Americans. You know, if you want to promote democracy in Palestine, allow us to make an environment that's more conducive for that to happen. And it's what elections is pushed for. And for me, as, as a young Palestinian, I want to start with a reformed PNC and PNC direct elections that can give every Palestinian a voice so we can finally, finally start figuring out where we're going as a people and what's the national vision we're heading to. That's it, thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much, Salim, uh, for this very interesting presentation that also highlights how despite all the restrictions that the PA has put for these elections, again okay, the restriction on age, the, the amount of money somebody needed to have in order to participate in the election, despite all this, uh, which you would have said would have allowed a leadership to come, which is more in line with the present leadership. Abbas felt quite threatened that he had to postpone it, which is you know quite indicative, as well as you know what you talked about Al-Jad, which is something very promising and very encouraging that people still want to have this right and the new generation want to have a voice, even if it is a limited voice. So this is very nice. I, I see that there's a number of questions uh, so I don't know if you are. You also can see it. Uh, maybe we'll start with a question which is directed to Mr. Adnan, and it was posed also in Arabic. Uh, I can read it to you in Arabic and translate it. <speaking in foreign language> The question really asks uh, says the following: There are some uh, Israeli analysts who say that Hamas was trying to complicate the situation to delay the elections. What do you think uh, is the view from inside
1: Gaza? <laughs> <laughs> أن أبو مازن في النهاية حقق مصلحة إسرائيلية بتجيل انتخابات الإسرائيليون معنيون بأن يحرم الفلسطينيين هذا الحق وتصوير الفلسطينيين للرأي العام العالمي بأن هذا الشعب غير مؤهل لإدارة شؤونه بنفسه وغير قادر على خوض مؤرسة دي فضلا عن أسباب الأمنية متعلقة بفشل إسرائيل فوز حماس في ضفة غربية وبالتالي أن تعيث أقدامها في الضفة وتبكير عمليات مسلحة من جديد. لذلك uh, no doubt uh,
2: the uh, security situation uh, in Gaza has uh, changed uh, a great deal. Um, there is uh, also, uh, I mean, after the uh, the decision of uh, postponement, there is uh, a wide range uh, conviction uh, in uh, within the Palestinians uh, in in Gaza also. Uh, because uh, they see that uh, Abu Mazin has achieved an uh, Israeli interest uh, with this uh, decision. Uh, in uh, addition to that, uh, there will be also a, a further and, and, and more of Israeli pressure uh, in,
1: in the West Bank. <laughs> بالتزامن مع السلسله الإسرائيلية في مدينه القدس في المسجد الاقصى ولعل كلام الامس مسؤول كتاب القسام من عسكري حماس في غزه كان غير مسبوق بالتهديد بالدخول على خط احداث القدس والشيخ جراح اذا استمرت اسرائيل في ذلك
2: Uh, We are also anticipating uh, that uh, there will be uh, many security operations, uh, wide uh, uh, security operations in the West Bank and uh, also in in Jerusalem, and and we have seen uh, uh, some of the... uh, Face off of our conflicts with Kataib al Qassam and uh, the uh, incidents uh, in, in Jerusalem. So we will expect more of those uh, operations and, and security campaigns
1: in the West Bank.
2: So uh, in addition to all that, uh, th- this uh, decision of postponement have, have uh, increased the incitement and, and uh, added uh, oil to the fire in, in the whole situation. No.
0: Um, yeah, it, 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 it is uh, worrisome uh, what's happening. Okay, I have another question and this one goes to Mr. Um, Salem. He says the impression we get here in Washington is a postponement by Hamas would not have been possible without Hamas's acquiescence. The postponement of the election could not have been possible without ha- Hamas' acquiescence. Are there any talk about a unity government between the two camps? I mean, I suppose I can open it to any uh, one to to talk about that. Maybe Ayak has something to say as well. Salaam.
5: To be honest, I, I think there needed to be agreement across the board, and and I I, I don't know. The internal Hamas position. I, you know, I, publicly they were threatening. Uh, maybe Anand can say more about that. Uh, that the, there needs to be elections and the need to go forward. I don't know if that was a tactical maneuver to get concessions out of Fatah and the PA. Um, but there was, there was, there was rumors around a um, a unity government right after the elections uh, were postponed. But we haven't seen anything yet. Um, so that's that's all I have to say. about that.
0: Aya ah, yeah.
4: I totally agree that the, the whole uh, process of elections and announcing elections was just a tactical maneuvering, as uh, Salim said. I mean, it seems like he was Abbas was trying to attract the attention of Biden's government, and uh, he did not intend from the start actually to uh, conduct elections. So uh, uh, this delay was not something that was unexpected. Uh, all of us, you know, realized in some way um, that uh, this election won't uh, be conducted and. Uh, it seems like this relationship between uh, Fatah and Hamas is fluctuating and did not get to a certain uh, um, agreement point, so mm-hmm. I don't
0: so, think, yeah. you know, I have any I'm going to go through throw the ball again to uh, Mr. Adnan about is it true what some people here in DC think that uh, the postponement by, by Abbas could not have been possible without Hamas's acquiescence?
1: إذا فهمت السؤال جيداً هل أنه الأوساط في أمريكا تكلم أن تعجيل انتخابات قبل عباس لم يمر بدون وافق حماس؟
0: في انطباع إنه إنه يعني قرار عباس اتخذ لأنه يعني حماس كانت راضية أو متوقعة أو يعني فيه موصلة ثانية. في منصات؟ الثانية. في الانتخابات.
1: الثانية الثانية. شوف اتكلم بشكل أكثر صراحة الآن. Uh, 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 let's
2: be uh, frank here because the decision to, uh, to, to conduct the elections before the re, uh, reconciliation uh, did not uh, find any support uh, from Hamas in the first place.
1: انقسام 2007 حتى اليوم كانت تقدير في حماس إنه ثم uh, So Hamas has always uh, uh,
2: thought uh, since 2007 uh, 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 division that there should be uh, the reconciliation uh, before uh, any elections.
1: وهذا كان تقدير صائب وحقيقي. <تصفيق> <تصفيق> الذي حصل أن مباحثات جبريل مع تغلب على رأي السائد وبالتالي لم تشأ حماس أن يعني تفشل هذه التفاهمات لكن دون أن يكون هناك لا أخفيكم رضا عام على هذا القناعة الجديدة
2: uh, yes, because of, of the continuation. I'm sorry, uh, because of the continuation about uh, this uh, reconciliation offers and, and the talks between uh, Jibril Rajob and Saleh Al Ardi uh, has uh, also uh, achieved uh, some of, of the hindrance that was uh, in, uh, standing uh, uh, before reconciliation, so that people can uh, move forward with uh, election.
1: عدم عدم تحمس حماس الكبير لهذا القرار جعلها تسجل قائمة انتخابية في آخر يومين فقط وكأنها تقديم موقف يشير بشكل أو بآخر إلى أن أبو مازن سيؤجل الانتخابات ولذلك لاحظت معي لم يكن رد فعل حماس كبيراً وصاخباً مثل قوى أخرى مثل دحلان أو البرغوتة أو
2: So uh, Hamas was not uh, really very excited about about the uh, elections because it was uh, anticipating uh, that uh, Abbas uh, might resort to uh, postponing uh, the uh, the, uh, elections. And uh, thus uh, has uh, Hamas did the last uh, minute uh, preparations uh, before before this uh, decision was made.
0: So if I can just make that what is being said Is that within Hamas there was a division on whether we should go for the election without reconciliation and uh, the Saleh Al Arouri line was of the opinion let's try elections without before reconciliation and that what what made Hamas being like let's try either way and both cases we show that Fatah is the one or Abbas is the one responsible for failing to bring forth any. Any
1: resolution, either way. Any. Right. Do
2: I understand you right? But syntax, I do you right, هو سؤال كان عن تاجيل او قرار تاجيل الانتخابات اصلا هل كان يعني متوقعا ومقبولا او يعني كان طبيعيا بالنسبة لحماس هذا السؤال
1: ليس مقبولا يعني كان في تقدير موقف في حماس جداً على نطاق واسع من قياده حماس أن ابو مازن ليس جادا كثيرا في اجراء الانتخابات طالما لم يستطع ان يوحد اوام الحركه داخليا عندها فتح uh, uh,
2: yes uh, the decision uh, was not acceptable by by Hamas uh, by by any means uh, because uh, abbas uh, was really uh, uh, not sure about uh, the divisions and and the breakups uh, within his fatah uh, uh, lists and uh, so it it was not a surprise but it was not an acceptable uh, decision uh,
1: by, by no means.
2: and we have seen also the uh, popular reaction by, by Hamas uh, followers, uh, it was stronger than even uh, Hamas uh, leadership. That's
0: well, very helpful. Okay, I have a few questions for uh, Salem because people were fascinated to hear that there is a youth mobilization happening. So the, I have two questions for you on this on this issue. One is to ask the following, does the frustration by Palestinian youth regarding erections and voicelessness cut across factional lines as indicated by public opinions? And will it impact both Fatah and Hamas? So I'll start with this question before I go to the next one.
5: Sure, thanks, Leila. I think a very important statistic to note here is 67% of young people in Palestine do not belong to a political faction. I think that's very clear, that shows how there's a complete withdrawal from that form of political participation that probably came much more with the generation that was, uh, you, know, uh, you know, of age, let's say, during the, the first intifada. Um, I think the process of Oslo, the process of, of uh, the second and the father, and then the years that, that have come after it have completely removed Palestinians, I think, young Palestinians from any type of political work. Um, the, other, the other thing is to really note is you look at the, the youth wings of these political parties. I mean, even within their in- internal elections, I don't want to talk about Hamas be- because there, there's a bit more of a democratic uh, internal infrastructure that where there's regular elections, but a lot of the youth within Fatah, for example, uh, haven't had the chance to even join some of the the, the leadership uh, um, councils, like the revolutionary, the revolutionary council, etc. So even generations within the factions, um, and even the PLO factions who who are under fifty have never had a chance to really serve in leadership positions or really shape the internal trajectory of these parties. So w- within society as a whole, and I think within even the politicized Palestinians within the factions, there, there's been a marginalization and disenfranchis- disenfranchisement of youth across the board. And I think that that reflects the, the level of frustration. And I think reflects to some extent that there weren't mass protests when the announcement decision was made. Uh, the, the decision for postponement was made. Um, you know, every, everybody's just kind of retreated.
0: Okay, another question I have for you is the following. The virtual elections planned among younger Palestinians on May 31 seem promising. Once this election take place, what happens then? Can you say more?
5: Yeah, so Jeel uh, tajdeeds um, mission, I think as we, we, we see it, is to transform the Palestinian political system to become more democratic and representative. And we see engagement on many different levels. Um, in, in this very specific phase, we, we went with a virtual parliamentary list because we, as, as we laid out, it wasn't really democratic, a lot of structural challenges in terms of participation, etc. I think that the next would be to look at um, the PNC and, and trying to mobilize people around PNC reform and PNC direct elections. And I think we're also are looking at municipal elections down the road. Municipal, municipalities in Palestine are central political organizing bodies that have come way before Oslo and represent a big part of uh, our social, political life. And I think many people here care a lot about uh, the the municipalities as a service uh, providing uh, entity as well, Uh, and it's the one they deal with on a day-to-day, whether it's within cities or more the the village councils across the board. And I think it's very important to see youth uh, engagement and representation there. So it's a long-term strategy to engage on every different level of the Palestinian political system to try to see that transformation happen, not just a virtual parliamentary list. It doesn't end there, but it moves to also engaging in different elections uh, depending on on the context.
0: Thank you very much. Okay, I have this question now to Aya and uh, Sazadnan. It's, could you please elaborate or speculate? Had the election taken place, could you share your predictions of the outcome? Maybe I'll start with Aya, and then we'll um,
4: I actually seriously, like, um, uh, I don't know what to say really, but uh, I do believe that most people here, they lost confidence in the, 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 the most major parties And Hamas, and I'm talking about West Bank here, that we lost confidence in both of them. And uh, we just tried to look for alternatives, you know, who's going to actually substitute both of them, because both of us actually were disappointing and led us to, unfortunately, very disappointing stage. And um, we are in a big trouble and a crisis. And instead of just going through these uh, dilemmas, we should should think about, you know, uh, the the real uh, problematic issues and the real crisis that facing the Palestinian cause you know, after Trump, you know, the pressure was very, after, you know, Trump's period, the pressure was very high. So instead of just going through uh, these uh, internal conflicts, you know, uh, we should concentrate in much more important details. And unfortunately, both of them, they just went through details. Both of them, they just wanna, Manipulate the authority and uh, manipulate manipulate the, the control, and, and they just want to be in, in, in authority as 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 long as possible, which is very disappointing. So uh, we do. You know, I, I do believe that you know maybe people will just go and punish both of them. You know, th- through the, the, the these like elections. Uh, the, in the first election, two thousand and six, people punished Fatah because of its corruption and thought that Hamas might be a good alternative. And uh, uh, you know, it turned out to be uh, very disappointing as well. So maybe these election people will just punish both of them and and and. Mm-hmm. and, and it gets with very uh,
0: unexpected uh, results. So you expect that what would have happened was a repudiation of both parties.
4: Exactly.
0: Yeah, which is very interesting. Okay. Uh, what do you think would have? شو لو صارت الانتخابات؟
1: أم كلثوم ال القادمة القادمه يعني احنا امام تحولات صدقا يعني هذا مضحك بك والله لكن لا, لا صعب يعني ما, ما بعد قرار التاجيل لن يكون قبلتي اليوم احنا عندنا معطيات شخصية كباحثين وصحفيين انه قرار التاجيل يعني اوجد شرخ اضافي داخل فتح حماس الحالية اللي ما هي لانه مثلا جبير جوب, جوب اكثر خساره من تعجيل الانتخابات اكثر من حماسة جبريل عينه على الرئاسة هناك هناك على المقاطعة ولذلك قرار التأجيل كان بعيد عنه والاجل انتخابات أو مازن ويعني المحيط به يعني حسين الشيخ مجد فرج في بشكل أساسي ولذلك قرار التأجيل لم يكن لازم برد وسلامة على القيادته الحالية وحتى أبو مازن لو اعتقد أن قرار التأجيل سيكون يؤدي إلى إلى أو اقتاد معي اقتاد معي ناس فيها كذا
2: أي أي نعم Shukran, uh, thank you. Uh, this uh, question reminds me of uh, Kulthum's. Uh, do you still remember? A Hit. Uh, actually, the uh, coming upcoming phase uh, will be very uh, transformative. Uh, to, today we have we have these this, uh, parameters uh, of uh, of the decision of uh, postponement uh, postponement uh, uh, that is really affecting. Uh, uh, more of the divisions that uh, have existed before. Uh, Like Jibril Rajoub, if you can uh, look into uh, how uh, more uh, of a loss he he will face, uh, even more than Hamas. And uh, uh, Abbas decision uh, has really, reinforced all these uh, divisions and, and, and uh, disappointments, by, by all means. Uh, if you look at uh, his list of uh, candidates, Hassan al-Sheikh and, and, and Mayed uh, Faraj uh, and, and, and others, uh, they are really uh, uh, losing uh, big time in, 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 in the popular uh, polls.
1: التقدير الأكثر ترجيحًا هو بقاء رضو على ما هو عليه في غزة والضفة، وبانتظار تطور، خرج إرادتنا كفلسطينيين وهو إنه يعني منتعلق بالرئيس بقاؤه غيابه يعني أيا كان يعني بعد طبعًا قدر من السماح يدخل الآن في هذه الحال بس بعد بتصير تغييرات جوهرية في نظام الدولة بقاء رضو على ما هو عليه يعني إحنا في حالة تأبيد إلى إشعار آخر.
2: Uh, so the, it's more likely that uh, this uh, situation will be the status quo uh, uh, for a while. And, and then we will see what, what Abbas uh, re- is going to do uh, to, to happen to make any changes uh, furthermore. Uh, but we will, we will wait until uh, after uh, this status quo uh, is over so we can uh, probably move forward with, with, uh, in a different direction.
1: Okay. And this uh,
2: status quo is actually the, the big uh, dream uh, of Israel.
4: Uh, I do have a question for uh, Stad Adman, um, actually. With the fact that I stated, why Hamas, why does Hamas expect a different outcome if it wins the elections this time?
2: الاسئله
1: موافقه حماس على تاجيل انتخابات عدم عدم غضبها الكبير حماس في الضفه الغربية اكمل
2: اي صوت كان بقطع شويه
1: ماشي. انا اقول انه موافقه حماس او عدم غضب حماس الكبير على تاجيل الانتخابات يعني قد يكون أنه إلى حد ما لم تكن حماس منذ البداية متشجع لذلك الانتخابات في هذا الأوضاع
2: هي في غزة
1: في حرك حصار اقتصادي وتخشى من شعبيتها المتراجعة إلى حد ما اقتصاد وحصار أوضاع صعبة في الضفة الغربية ليس موح. حضرتك أدر مني آية وسالم في الضفة حماس في الضفة غير موجود عملياً يعني, عملياً. يعني ما في تنظيم ولا تحرك صح في تضامن تعاطف لكن على الأقل ما في إطلاقا تنظيم يقود حمل انتخابياً ولذلك قد يكون جاء قرار التاجيل الى حد ما يعني ابو
2: مازن upon the decision of postponement because it was uh, expecting it and it it was not uh, really very encouraged uh, by the elections uh, because of the situation that it was facing uh, under this uh, economic uh, isolation it also didn't have uh, much of an existence in 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 the west bank and it it wasn't really uh, hoping or or anticipating any any electoral wins uh, in the West Bank uh, rather than Gaza uh, as well. And, and, and this was uh, just expected from uh, Abu Mazin, uh, President Abbas, who just uh, took the, the, the ugly side uh, of, uh, of the decision or policy making or decision making.
0: Okay, can I ask a question to the participant about the 36 lists, the 36 proposed lists did they include a joint list of Hamas and Fatih members, or were they all over different type of lists? Sal- Salim, can you explain to that?
5: Or I, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not aware of a joint Hamas and Fatih list. I think the, there were some uh, uh, lists um, from the, the parties, uh, the three Fatih lists, Marwan, uh, Quduit, Tahlana, and the official list there are a lot of independent lists and and something that's very interesting a lot of uh, clan lists as well um that were much more local and regional um rather than than party and then there was the the list which uh, i think definitely wins the most the most uh, um clever name but uh, they were made up of the anti corruption movements and i think they have quite a popular uh, base uh, they they organized around the social security law protests a couple of years ago and grew into a very strong movement that was reflected in in the PLC uh, lists uh, uh, registration. And Leila, I just want to add one point uh, here. I think just around the the postponement, and I think we need to ask ourselves as a a panel, you know, in which configuration is an Israeli government that's going further and further right ever going to allow elections in Jerusalem? So, And this is a very serious question that we all, I think, need to, to, to address because this will essentially indefinitely postpone any form of PLC elections in, in Palestine. Uh, and unless, uh, you know, President Abbas, uh, you know, accepts to vote in Abu Dis or to in, a, in, in the Swedish consulate or online, you know, this is not something that's going to happen anytime soon. And there wasn't any plan or clarity on how that's going to be delivered. So, I, I think that's, that's a very important point to make um, because it's. I agree be with you, but stage. I do
0: think there was ways, as was explained, there were ways to include the Jerusalemites, especially that they voted in, in 1996. So, I think that would have been circumvented. That yeah, even okay. if you vote in the Swedish embassy, actually, it is even better to the Palestinian cause because it just improve, it improves the continuity of the occupation, as, as, as Tahrir explains in her presentation. Uh, I think the big challenges, as as was rightly explained by everybody here, is that the the present president is not interested in elections, is, is worried about them. And the factionalism of Fateh magnifies that now the major problem is how Fateh is splintering. And also, as Mr. Adnan explained, that which we did not address much, there has been regional influences about not holding these elections for good or worse, uh, which, We can understand because we are part also of a larger region. We we had an uh, Arab uprising 10 years ago, which were all about participation and voting and having a voice. And if now we start with the Palestinian electing, what would be the reverberation on the rest of the Arab world? So I do think the regional dimension is important to explain part of why this has been postponed. The question will be how viable this is going to be in the future. I have one last question and I have five minutes. So what I would like just to ask somebody whether you think that Hanan Ashrawi would, would, you know, could lead a popular movement. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'll give whoever wants to answer it and I'll ask each one of you to conclude with two minutes. How do you see the situation moving forward over at least the next year or the next six months?
5: Um, maybe as someone who worked for Tora Hanan Ashrawi at some point in their career, I can, I can say that her resignation, I think, uh, partially was made because um, the system was no longer uh, reflecting any form of democratic process internally, and it culminated in where we are today. And two, I think she genuinely believes that uh, a new generation should have its uh, turn and role in being able to... Uh, you know, lead the the, the Palestinian national movement forward. And I think she's working very hard in facilitating those uh, younger voices, the inclusion of more women as well in politics. So I I don't think she she would be interested in in, in leading a movement. And I think she's very much uh, supporting a lot of people in in being able to engage and politically participate.
0: Okay, thank you. You Trying not to speak on her behalf, but Okay yeah no I, I, I share I share this view on this opinion I think it's time there's plenty of wonderful Palestinian women and men young who can take the movement and need to take move it forward so each generation does it did it you that generation gave a lot we're very thankful but now there's a new generation and you definitely represent it. okay Usaz Adnan how do you think the situation moving forward over the next the short short term or long term in one minute
1: Sorry. <laughs> فقط استدراك السؤال الأول حول القائم 36 هذا السؤال مهم وحساس 36 قائم انتخابية لطروادة يعني 2 مليون ونصف أو اثنين ناخب هذا رقم كبير يعد صراحة لكن يعد يعبر عن رغبة فلسطينية جادة بالتغيير في حق الانتخاب والحقيقة أن أبو مازن يعني شكل صدمة وصفعة قوية لكل هؤلاء الفلسطينيين الراغبين حق التغيير السياسي القائم السلمي والبستوري القانوي لكن 36 قائمة موجودة في غزة وظفة موزعة عندنا حوالي 7-8 قوائم انتخابية حزبية حزبية كانت فصائلية والباقين إما أه نقابيين أه مرأة أه طلاب جامعيين مهنيين مستقلين وبعضهم أو كثير منهم رافض لوجود حماس أفاتح على مشهد القيادة السياسية
2: Uh, Let me first uh, speak uh, to the question of the 36 lists uh, that uh, I think is a very big number for uh, uh, 1.5 million uh, voters or more. Uh, because uh, Palestinians had really uh, a very strong and serious desire uh, to to do uh, these elections. And uh, speaking of the uh, lists in Gaza, we have uh, like seven or eight uh, party uh, lists. Uh, but many uh, others are uh, either uh, listed by the trade unions, by uh, women organizations, by professionals, uh, or uh, independent
1: uh, candidates. or and and
2: it's also uh, a very traditional here we have uh, uh, in Gaza that, uh, that people uh, hate uh, their rulers. Uh, they, they don't like uh, the uh, people who govern them or, or rule over them. And uh, also because in, even in, in Gaza, uh, there are uh, opposition, oppos- opposers or opposition to, to Hamas. There are also opposition to Fatah uh, 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 on, on the West Bank.
0: Can I give the the last word then to Aya as we are, you know, about to finish?
4: Thank you so much. I'm sorry if I actually I'm a business person, but uh, the situation is grim, and I just cannot say more than that. Um, if we actually put this democratic process on hold for 15 years, we just cannot remember. Oh yeah, we well, didn't actually go through a a, a democratic process uh, for for so long, and now we need just to resume from where we stopped. This democratic process needs a real infrastructure. We we need actually to make so much reform before we get to that point. In order not to repeat the same disastrous consequences of the second elections, we have to avoid uh, um, what happened in the past and learn lessons from the past. We have to do actions. And unfortunately, you know, because we didn't do much in the past 15 years, we could not expect much at the moment.
0: Well, thank you very much. This could not have been a better conclusion about the importance of doing the nitty gritty work. Uh, I still remain optimistic because even if those elections got postponed, they are indication that there is a new generation coming up and wanting a voice and will express a voice in, in a more serious way. We just have to persevere. Please, I would like to thank very much all, all the panelists, uh, Mr. Adnan abu Amir from Gaza, Dr. Aya from Doha Center, and Salami, uh, Salim Barahme from the Institute. I, I never get your name of the Institute really well. The Institute, the executive director, uh, director of the Parisian Institute for Public Diplomacy. And I want also to thank our translator, Al-Maghdad Jibril for his excellent work. Thank you, and the Arab Center, uh, Arab Washington Center for hosting this very interesting panel and uh, with, the, with the help of the Institute for Palestine Studies. I wish you all the best of luck and I really hope we'll meet again, to hopefully sooner, to talk that the reactions were resumed. And the, the struggle continues, as we say. <laughs>
5: Thank you. Thank you, Leila. Thank you so much for-, for Thank, moderating. You Thank you all.